Fix Insider February 23. New TV. Last week I mentioned the rumors about Walmart buying Vizio and the deal has now been confirmed with Walmart paying $2.3 billion. What did they buy? A market leader in smart TV sales, and the top-selling TV in Walmart stores, and a thriving ad sales business. They also get 18 meters user accounts, where Vizio provide content for free in return for showing ads. Their ad business has over 500 direct ad relationships and now accounts for the majority of the company profit. The corporate press release says. We believe Vizio's customer-centric operating system provides great viewing experiences at attractive price points. We also believe it enables a profitable advertising business that is rapidly scaling. Our media business, Walmart Connect, is helping brands create meaningful connections with the millions of customers who shop with us each week. We believe the combination of these two businesses would be impactful as we redefine the intersection of retail and entertainment. As merchant bankers always say, the deal is about synergy. In their good Q4 numbers they announced ad sales were up about 33% globally and 22% in the US year over year. Full-year ad revenue is $3.4 billion. They are now doing over $100 billion in global e-commerce sales too, up 23% year-over-year. There are two really interesting possibilities with the Vizio tech. Walmart could expand the Vizio content play by pushing their huge customer base to download the Vizio app, taking on fast firms like Pluto. And combining the ACR running on 18-meter sets with the Walmart first-party data gives you all you need to develop the gold standard in audience measurement, as well as world-class targeting. The loser in all this is probably Roku. I have long argued they need to get bought by someone to realize their full potential but a prime contender just walked away. And there was Slash as a synergy angle, Walmart used to work with Roku on its own label tech brand on. And Roku was a launch partner for Walmart's shoppable ads program. The latest figures for Roku show ad growth was quite good, platform revenue up 13% to $829 million, and they have 80 meters customer accounts. But the share price tumbled. Read more on this at the Wall Street Journal Walmart streaming play Swamps Roku. One thing that the Walmart Vizio deal done is go some way to validate the logic of Tele, a service that wants to give customers a free TV, in return for showing them ads and collecting their data. The wrinkle is you have a second screen showing ads as you watch the TV on the mainstream. The founder is interviewed by John Battelle in this YouTube video and also takes with the Lightshed Ventures team in this podcast. The recent efforts for studios to look to bundle their content is getting pushback. Sports-focused channel Fubo TV has launched a court case against ESPN, Warner and Fox over distribution of unpopular content. And the NFL are said to be considering their options to stop the deal, recognizing a more powerful alliance may harm the NFL ability to maximize revenues. But the prize is so compelling that exploratory talks continue. Paramount has been talking with Comcast about a combined streaming business whilst Paramount are also talking to Warner about some sort of merger. Consolidation feels inevitable. Despite the high-profile deals at Disney the activist shareholders are persisting. Former Meta ad Supremo Carolyn Everson is now on the Disney board and argues Ivers has fundamentally restructured the company. The U.S. cinema business has apparently had a poor start to the year. That's surprising as there are so many good films around, we have been to the cinema lots. Maybe Dune will reverse the trend? Very interesting to see Thinkbox welcome Amazon, Disney, Netflix, Vivo and Warner as associate members. Thinkbox's shareholders and associate members are united by their investment in high-quality TV content that creates a premium advertising environment, and their commitment to the quality standards which make TV advertising so trusted and effective, such as ensuring restricted ads aren't shown to the wrong audiences, agreeing to Barb's independent measurement, and having a rigorous ad clearance process. I guess the points about Barb and ad clearance explain the absence of YouTube?
Amazon is making a Roger Federer documentary, moving deeper into sports, Bloomberg. Amazon to Sunset Freebie, streamlining its ad and product efforts, Adweek. Retail Media. Roger Dunn shared this great chart, reminding us that Amazon is doing so well and Walmart still has a mountain to climb. Adweek warned that buying retail media offsite could worsen transparency issues for brands. I do think this is a crucial issue, when there are just hundreds of legitimate sources of retail media, why do we need to copy the flawed programmatic media model? Programmatic ad tech is only really needed for the millions of inventory sources on the open web and that is clearly a broken model. The blending of retail media with joint business planning should minimize the problem by anchoring negotiations with key retailers. AI. The progress of AI is tracked by each new demo that captures people's imagination. Because of the magical attributes of the tech, the bar keeps getting raised but Sora, the new text-to-video from OpenAI, is a huge step forward. Watch all the demo videos in this compilation. The Mass TV set homage to Bowie's Man Who Fell to Earth, 9 minutes 20, is destined to be used in many agency future decks. There is a good explanation of the tech here. Essentially OpenAI have supplemented tokens, the bits of words that are basic units of GPT-4, with patches that are bits of movies. For more background Marks Brownlee talks us through the launch demos, reminding us, this is the worst this tech is going to be from here on. The power of OpenAI is also demonstrated with this video of Sam Altman talking through how to build a GPT. Using chat GPT. In 3 minutes. You almost feel sorry for Google with new capabilities announced Fro Gemini overshadowed by the progress on OpenAI. And they had to pause their video tool as it went all woke, asking for images of America's founding fathers turned up women and people of color. Tim Harford in the FT is considering the positive and negatives of AI and draws a comparison with the iPhone. Why suggest the iPhone might teach us something about generative AI? The technologies are different, true but we might want to reflect on how quickly we became dependent on smartphones and how quickly we started to turn to them out of habit, rather than as a deliberate choice. We want company, but instead of meeting a friend we fire off a tweet. We want something to read, but rather than picking up a book, we doom scroll. Instead of a good movie, TikTok. Email and WhatsApp become a substitute for doing real work. There are many who would like to ignore all the caution and concerns and speed up development of AI. They congregate around a movement termed the e-slashic, short for effective accelerationism. Worth a read. AdTech. Keeping up with the changes wrought by Google imminently? Turning off third-party cookies is hard. This piece by AdTech guru Ari Paparo is a useful summary. These changes mean the industry has to change and we see new factors. The New York Times has navigated the open web well and hopes to continue its success with Gene-driven targeting across all its content. With a large audience of affluent readers, 10 meters paid subscribers and over 100 meters registered readers, they should be fertile territory for experimenting with the context. Amazon are keen to become a bigger player with Digiday explaining how and why Amazon wants a bigger slice of the DSP ad tech market. With the strength in data and good quality inventory they should be able to grow their market share, especially as prime ads attract more brands. Nick Manning is a hugely experienced media exec and is thinking on the way programmatic media has clouded the market, shown by the recent Anna report and the older ISBA report, is always interesting. Now he is illuminating the way inventory media is further polluting the client-agency relationship. And he connects the two issues, the stall swilling around in these deals is a long way from premium inventory. Does that explain the silence about the missing 15%? If agencies are profiting from the long tail they have no incentive to clean it up. Holding companies are increasingly using principle-based media trading models to inflate their media margins. Also known as inventory media, 
This involves the groups purportedly buying up media inventory wholesale and selling it on to clients at a higher price. Brokering by any other name. Audio. The new Spotify results paint an interesting picture. The business works with great growth in overall users and paid users too. Revenue grew too, helped by the healthy ad business. But profit remains elusive and the power of the three key record labels and their gaffer rivals gives them little wriggle room. And this is Pareto business. Over 80% of the artists on Spotify had less than 1,000 monthly listeners. That concentration makes the labels so powerful and they are flexing their muscles with our platforms, Universal pulling its music from TikTok and Peloton talking up a partnership with defected records. Not sure if it's still the case but Peloton pays more than Spotify and Apple. Merchant. Frederick Fernandez shared a very detailed report on the rise of e-commerce 2.0, lots of data on FMCG and e-com and much smart thinking too. Highlights include the rising contribution of e-com to overall sales, although hugely variable by sector, and the importance of markets outside the US and China. Whilst just walk-out stores struggle in the West maybe there is a future for them in Japan? The FT look at the evolution of Japanese convenience stores, called konbini, and ponder whether the price of convenience is becoming too high? Convenience stores are quite efficient since people walk or drive to them for food and other goods rather than having them delivered by services such as Instacart or Gopuff. Even so, prices are higher than in large supermarkets, which partly reflects the logistical and staff costs of making everyday items available so near to homes. Ultra-fast grocery delivery within 30 minutes, the closest equivalent to convenience stores, may not even be sustainable unless it becomes more expensive. A sign of this problem was the Valentine's Day strike of drivers for Deliveroo, Just Eat, and Uber Eat. The Guardian talk with the people behind the action and when your food comes via a delivery app, the exploitation is baked right in. Don't believe the crazy cheap prices on TikTok shop? A US journalist investigated the $1.51 bag of Mexican chips he bought. The seller is heavily subsidized by TikTok, for now. And business boomed earning $100,000 in sales over two months. It turns out the estimated 600k parcels a day from China that Shine and Temu ship is disrupting the air freight industry. According to data aggregated by Cargo Facts Consulting, Temu ships around 4,000 tons a day, Shine 5,000 tons, Alibaba.com 1,000 tons and TikTok 800 tons. And New York is planning to build waterfront hubs as it tries to move e-commerce deliveries from trucks to barges, from where e-bikes and small delivery vehicles can transport cargo for the last mile of its journey. Italian grocery Sunicorn Everly being sold for 1 euro, according to leaked document, sifted. Plus plus. Game over? Industry suffers slowdown after decades-long winning streak, FT. The one thing I've always had is deal flow, Redbird's Jerry Cardinale, FT. EU to hit Apple with first ever fine in 500 million euros music streaming penalty, FT. How hardware is, still, eating the world, FT. He spent millions collecting the rarest sneakers and cars on earth. Now he's over it. Wall Street Journal, former adman Miles Nadal is cleaning house. Meta encourages advertisers to ditch iPhone in latest spat with Apple, Wall Street Journal. Ad, tech made in Europe. RTL Deutschland und Pro Siebensat. One Vereinbaren Eng Kooperation im Bereich der Werbetechnologie und Forcieren Unabhängigkeit von US Tech Interesting collaboration between German media owners who could extend the cooperation to other countries.